To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I love Disney. I love walking into the park and going through the tunnel and feeling the magic wash over me. You all know what I'm talking about. I love the smells, the sights, the sounds, and the overwhelming nostalgic feeling I get every time I'm there. I guess you could say I'm a proud Disney adult. Every week, I'll chat about ways to make your next Disney vacation the best it can be. I'll talk to Imagineers who have made dreams become reality. And I'll shed light on all of the ways the Disney company has risked it all to get to where they are today. I firmly believe that dreams do come true by working hard, never giving up, and of course, wishing upon a star. So let's sit down on a bench, look to our left at Walt's lamp in the window, and become proud Disney adults. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm your proud Disney adult, and thank you so much for listening. Um, We are a few weeks into this podcast already. I've been having so much fun. I've been getting to... Um, understand creating Disney content. Um, Like I've said before, I've had a podcast for a few years. Um, Not this one, of course, but a different one, the Salt and Pepper podcast. It's very different than this podcast, but um, it is very fun to kind of do something different. It's like the same medium that I'm used to, but something I love to talk about. Um, I have recently been on TikTok and I'm very excited because one of my videos kind of blew up a little bit, especially for just starting. Um, But if you really want to follow more TikTok, Tips. I, I update that more often, obviously, than a weekly podcast. And that's the um, Proud Disney Adult um, on TikTok and Proud Disney Adult podcast on Instagram. So make sure and give me a follow over there for more updated um, tips and content and stories and all of those things. And yeah, I love to interact with you guys. So make sure to head on over there. And before we start, if you could take some time to um, rate and review the podcast, give us give me some five stars. Um, I mean, if you want to give me four stars, you totally can, but at least tell me why. But like five stars are appreciated. Um, if any of my episodes or tips have helped you on your trip, I would love to hear about them. So make sure and tag me or, you know, um, comment below all the things so that I can see what you're doing, especially for the how to save money in Disneyland. That is one of my videos that is doing um, better over on TikTok. And I would just love to see how you all are implementing those things. So if TikTok brought you here, welcome. And also let me know how those tips helped you. Um, Hope you guys have had a great week. We are getting very close to the holidays. Um, I can't believe it's almost Christmas. And I also can't believe, you know, we're looking at Splash Mountain being closed and they say 2023. I'm like, that's so long from now, but it's uh, definitely like less than a month from now, which seems so weird. 2023 seems so weird to me. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, like 2020 was weird, but like there was obviously a lot more stuff going on in 2020, 2021, 2022. But for 2023, it's like, wait, like we're like really getting into a different time. <laughs> Obviously. Um, it just seems so old. Like our, our earth is just so old. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just getting excited for the holidays for all of you who are in the parks during Christmas. I'm jealous. I hate you. Don't talk to me. Um, but also wish I was there. I was there during Halloween though. And that is a very fun time to go. I think I might be in the minority and let me know, like DM me on Instagram if you feel the same, but I kind of like it when there's nothing going on. Like we like to go 
in the fall because it's a lot cooler weather. I've talked about this before. I'll talk about this a million times. Like I will never go to Disneyland in the summer. I, I literally can't. I will not enjoy it. I don't enjoy doing anything in the heat. So we like to go in the fall or the winter. And so a lot of times we will hit like the Halloween Christmas. Um, but when we went in March, it was perfect weather and there isn't anything decorated, but I still just find it so magical. Like I don't need other things to be decorated when I feel like Disney is so magical and not that Halloween and Christmas aren't great, but I think you guys know what I mean. It's like, it's kind of just fun to, you know, like in March, especially like all of the um, trees were blossoming and it was just so beautiful there. Um, and I really am hoping we're planning a trip in hopefully February or March, um, because there's a lot going on during those times. My 30th birthday for one, um, my 10 year anniversary with my boyfriend and there's a lot of other things. So I'm like, well, why not celebrate with a Disneyland trip? Um, but before we get too tangenty, tangenty, like we already have, um, let's get to our Disney news of the week. Okay, so not a ton going on for Disney news this week, but I do have some things and I will try to get through them fairly quick. Um, fairly quickly? Fairly quick. One of those. So again, like we have talked about, oh, I actually need to correct myself. So embarrassing to start a podcast and then be like, oh my gosh, I have to correct myself. Um, so Splash Mountain is closing on January 23rd, 2023, but in Disney World. We don't have official date for Disneyland yet, which is kind of nice because I didn't think I was going to be able to make it there in January. So if we can have a little bit more time, Disney, that would be great. I'm assuming it's going to be close to the same time as Disney World closure because um, the rides are supposed to be done by end of 2024. So if they're supposed to be done around the same time, I'm assuming they're going to go down at the same time. But I also know that there is a lot of park closures right now. Um, sorry, ride closures. And so I think they have to be very strategic because I know um, Indiana Jones is going down for a while. I know Haunted Mansion, the holiday overlay isn't even coming off until I think it's like January 8th, which is very interesting. But I think it's because they're trying to figure out crowd control. So if they close spot Mountain, I think they're going to need to close it after all the refurbishments are done with the other rides. Um, or crowd control is just going to be so weird, especially over there in New Orleans Square. Um, if things are closed, like Haunted Mansion, it's just going to be very strange if Splash Mountain is closed as well because not a lot will be going on then. So I understand they have to figure it out. I think for us, as Disney fans, it's really easy to just be like, why are they doing it like this? Or it's, you know, like, why are they closing it down? Or why aren't they doing it at the same time? But there is such a strategy behind what they're doing that we don't even understand, like crowd control and understanding how many people are going to be in the park and also the flow of traffic. I mean, New Orleans Square and that pathway to Splash Mountain is already obscenely busy anyway. So, you know, you kind of have to figure that out, especially if Splash Mountain is closing relatively soon. A lot of people are going to be going on it. So anyway, still waiting to hear news about Disneyland for when it closes, but I will make sure and update you guys right when that happens. Um, there's new carpeting at the Disneyland Hotel. I know that's like, okay, who cares? But it's actually so cute. It's like a really big rug, a good photo opportunity. I actually went into the Disneyland Hotel for the first time a couple months ago. I'd always heard about it. And of course, like the iconic Disneyland sign and everything. Um, but I've only ever stayed in the Grand Californian and Pixar Pier, but that was years ago. I stayed in the Grand Californian probably 
15 years ago. We often stay off property um, in an Airbnb, but I would love love to be able to stay in the Disneyland hotel. But yeah, they got new carpeting and it's so cute. And also going in the Disneyland hotel, I can't even believe it. Okay. If you haven't been in there, just go in. You can just go in, which is so nice. You can just walk in and see everything. Same with Grand Californian. It's so beautiful in there, but the Disneyland hotel, they have these chairs that look like teacups. And I've talked about this before, and I'm sure you guys will hear me say this a lot. I'm not a huge fan of like Disney merch or like putting that stuff in my house, but the chairs though, I mean, they're really, really cool. Right now, just Google Disneyland hotel teacup chairs. Um, so anyway, if you want a photo opportunity and you're going to Disneyland, head on over to the Disneyland hotel and get that photo in front of the rug. Um, Toontown is opening March 8th, 2023. Um, I haven't been back to Toontown in years. I mean, we didn't go to Disneyland for about five years and then we went in March and then we went for a day a couple months ago in October, but I never make it back there. I mean, it was closed in October anyway. Um, I just... I don't have kids. There's not a lot back there I would want to go on. And like I've said in the past, I think it was in desperate need of a change. I didn't really like it back there. Um, so I'm actually really excited to see what they do. Um, so that'll be very exciting. Um, the Magic Happens Parade is returning February 2023. I have never seen that parade. So, you know, that'll be very exciting. Um, I don't always stick around for parades, but I think some of them can be very cool. And I'm still saying, like, if you're listening, Bob Iger, hear my cry. Main Street Electrical Parade, like why did we bring it back for five seconds? Like let's bring it back permanently. I know it's probably a whole thing, but we all want it. So let's do it. As I just get done saying like, guys, you need to understand the whole process of Disneyland. <laughs> I'm like, no, listen, this is what I want. Um, okay. So a couple of fun things that are happening. So they just released, they're going to do a princess night and a sweetheart's night. <clears throat> sweetheart's night. And what's really funny is they spelled night N-I-T-E. So like they're really cute and trendy. Good job, Disney. Um, so those tickets are going to go on sale at day of recording. So today, so it'll be too late because it's coming out tomorrow, but only for annual pass holders. So December 12th for the general public. So tomorrow for you guys listening, um, December 14th, it will be $129. Um, all of these events are happening on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So the date, okay, listen very carefully. You can also Google it. So for the Sweethearts night, it will be January 31st, February 2nd, February 5th, February 7th, 9th, 14th, and 16th. The Princess Night, March 7th and 9th. That's what I know as of right now. Um, it will start um, from 9 and it will go till 1 a.m., um, and it'll be very fun. So there's going to be character meet and greets, photo op backdrops, collectible merch, keepsakes, unlimited photo pass, digital downloads, along with selected rides and shows. Okay. So the Sweetheart Nights actually sounds really fun and I think I want to go do it. So it will have themed fireworks. What? That's so fun. Um, a royal ball hosted by Aladdin and Jasmine. Kind of cute whatever um in the small world plaza mark twain river boat jazz cruise what that's so fun and the polynesian island music and tropical hideaway 
and Little Mermaid and Lady and the Tramp backdrop. I don't really care about the backdrop stuff, but I think it sounds really fun that there's like special fireworks and stuff. So if you're going there with your partner, I mean, even your kids, but like if you're going there with your partner um, around those times in late February, early March, like that'll be so fun. The Princess Night, I think, sounds a little bit more like you want to take your kids to it. Um, I mean, if not like you do you, <laughs> but just based off of what they have, I don't know if I would go to it, but um, it is a royal welcome by Minnie and Daisy. They're going to have trumpets and then they have a candy themed dance party hosted by Vanellope Von Schweetz, who is my favorite. I don't know if she's a princess. I mean, I guess she technically is, but um, I mean, no, she is a princess, but like you guys, like you 90s babies out there, it's really hard to consider that. Um, but she will be there hosting, which is really cute. And then there's a live concert with Moana and Merida, jazz music and backdrops, all the things. Um, and what's cool is you don't even have to have theme park tickets to do this. So if you live in California or you are going to be there, um, just go to that. I mean, that sounds like so much fun. Do Disneyland for a couple days and do that from 9 to 1 a.m. Um, my last piece of Disney news is that Strange World will be on Disney Plus on December 23rd and I ain't watching that thing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So where we left off last time, I didn't even say what we were talking about, um, but this is part two of doing Disneyland in a day. Um, obviously Disneyland and DCA in a day. So I think where we left off before to recap is just majorly planning out your day, um, knowing what you're doing, making lists before, having non-negotiables, and kind of figuring out what rides you really want to go on slash what shows or parades or things that you want and making a priority list. Um, because obviously doing Disney in a day is going to be very different for each person. So I want to say that like this is just my experience and what I have found to be best, but there's going to be priorities, especially if you have kids or you're with a big group of people or maybe you're solo, that your priorities are going to be different than mine. But what I have found is doing things strategically can really help regardless of what you're wanting to do. So if we are in part two of doing Disney in a day, um, because of the park reservation system and all of that, you can, whatever park you're starting in, which I mentioned in the last episode that I always start in Disneyland. Um, I just feel like it's very nostalgic and I love being on Main Street in the morning and all the things. So we will park hop to California Adventure. Um, I know that things are always subject to change, but I know for us, we were um, able to go to California Adventure at 1 p.m. So we tried to stick to that because we got to the park around 8. So that gave us a good chunk of time to get a lot of the rides done that we wanted to. And one thing I want to um, remind you guys is that you will have two hours after California Adventure closes to be able to either go on rides you weren't able to before or go on them a second time. Um, if that is going to be, you know, something that you're wanting to do. And I feel like that's also helpful to have that in the back of your head. Like, you know, if you're trying to go over to DCA at one o'clock and you're like, but I didn't get to go to Space Mountain yet, just know, okay, I'm going to make that a priority when I go over because DCA closes at 10. The park was open till midnight. And again, this is going to be very different depending on your day, if there are fireworks, etc. For us, when we were there, unfortunately, there were no fireworks, but there was World of Color. So we prioritized World of Color. And then we went over to Disneyland at 10 o'clock and we were there until midnight. So that gave us another couple hours. So my biggest tip for this is before you leave Disneyland, if you are kind of, if you are in line for a ride or you had just used up a lightning lane, get a lightning lane for 
California Adventure. So we were, I believe one of our last rides we did was, um, honestly, I don't remember. I think it was Space Mountain. No, I think it was Splash Mountain. So we, and then we ate lunch. Um, again, you can go back to my how to save money in Disneyland, but we packed a lunch. And so we kind of had time to sit there and plan what we wanted to do. So we got a lightning lanes for Incredicoaster. I should have made better notes, but I didn't even know I was going to start a podcast at this point. So next time I go, I'm going to make really detailed notes for you guys. So I really can go systematic. Um, so we got a lightning lanes for Incredicoaster. I, I'm guessing it was around, you know, two o'clock or so. And we knew that we were going to be over there. So what's nice is when you're in Disneyland, you can still get a lightning lanes for California Adventure. You don't have to be in the park to get a lightning lanes for that specific ride. So that's kind of nice to be able to, you know, plan ahead that way. So once we were ready to go over California Adventure, um, we grabbed our jacket. So if it is cold, actually, correction, we didn't grab our jackets, but I really wish we would have. Um, everything we had was in a locker on Main Street. So we were able to ro- walk right by it. So if you are, if it's colder and you need a jacket, I would highly recommend grabbing it. You might need to hold it for a while or put it in your backpack. But grab your jacket because you are going to be over in California Adventure for a while and it's going to get dark and it's going to get cold, especially if you're out watching World of Color. So just make note of that. So as you're heading out, grab whatever you need to from your locker or if you don't have a locker, great. Um, I would recommend getting a locker though. It like saves your back so much pain. Sorry, my boyfriend's back. You know, what are you going to do? Um, okay, so we we went over California Adventure and we went to Incredicoaster first because we had a lightning lanes for that. And just remember, when you get a lightning lanes, you can get one every two hours or every time you use one. So, you know, I feel like especially if you're doing Disney for a day, you're not typically going to be waiting two hours after the point of getting your first one. That's what I've noticed. I feel like we've always redeemed them sooner than the two hour point. It's very different if you're going to be sitting down for breakfast and lunch though. I think that would make it to where you could stack up, but just be very conscious of when you got it. So we knew we wanted to use our lightning lanes for Incredicoaster first so that we could get another one um, because we were really wanting to do Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. That's my favorite ride. And it had the Halloween overlay. Um, So, yeah, we went ahead and we did Incredicoaster. Obviously, it's super fun. I sit next to my boyfriend and he, Arturo, and he literally screams so loud. I'm crying laughing like the ride to me is I don't even know I'm on the ride I'm sitting next to him screaming so loud I'm like are you actually okay (laughs) and I'm dying like people in front of us are dying laughing anyway it's like the funniest thing ever so we went on that ride and I knew for me the non-negotiables for the day were soaring over California guardians of the galaxy radiator springs racers incredicoaster um and honestly, oh, and then I know our friend wanted to do Grizzly River Run, which um, it just we're not even going to talk about that right now. I can't believe I got swindled into doing that ride. Um, sorry, just like swindled into going swimming in the middle of the afternoon. Um, so the thing with California Adventure and the thing that I can fall trap to is I don't think that's a phrase, but whatever, we're going to roll with it. And I think this can happen a lot is you're not strategically doing the park in a way that makes sense, but you're kind of bouncing back and forth. And that can get really hard because if there are rides you're really wanting to prioritize, I understand wanting to walk more, but I also think you have to just be a little bit realistic and understanding, especially the pathways. If you've never been looking at a map 
understanding where things are um, in relation to each other so that you're not walking to and from too much because that is going to waste you a lot of time. Um, for us, we didn't do any other rides on Pixar Pier. The, um, so the only other ride I wanted to do was Toy Story Midway Mania. We haven't done this the last couple times. Now, if you have never been, do this ride. It's very fun. Um, the wait time is always so long and I really, really like it, but it just wasn't the priority for us. So again, that just comes down to like making your priorities for the day. And then as far as everything else on Pixar Pier, I would legitimately rather jump off of the Mickey Ferris wheel than be on the Mickey Ferris wheel. Um, and then all the other rides I feel like are geared a little bit more towards kids. Like once you go back behind like the emotional whirlwind ride, all of that stuff, that's not stuff we're doing. Um, so really it was Incredicoaster and then those other rides. So once we went on Incredicoaster, I knew we had a certain amount of time so we had a reservation for lamplight lounge at 7 p.m and we knew we wanted to watch world of color so okay a couple things i want to veer off i want to do a whole episode on this but this is very important if you're doing disney in a day or going to disneyland at all you just have to hear you have to hear me on this okay so i knew that we were going to do dinner for one night in disneyland and like I've talked about before, we didn't buy lunch, but we did buy like a corn dog and a couple other snacks. We weren't eating until seven. Well, weeks prior to going to Disneyland, I wanted to get a reservation at Lamplight Lounge. And that's a really, really hard restaurant to get a reservation at. So big tip of the day is so when you want to go to a restaurant and there isn't any available, this is a big tip. First of all, don't fret because you you can most likely do it, but you have to be strategic. So the best thing is you go to mousewatcher.com, okay? And they give you alerts for whenever a Disney reservation um, is canceled. Now it's $5. I feel like that's pretty worth it though. And you get an immediate text. So you have to know, I mean, there's thousands of people going to the parks you know, within the time frame that you're looking, making reservations and the odds of them canceling a reservation are very, very high. So I signed up for this and I, you get a text, but the only thing about it is that you have to be very fast. So set an alert to where, you know, it, it dings or makes a noise when you get a text from them and you click on the link it takes you right to it. You have to log in, which is annoying because it takes a long time. You'll get an email though too. That I feel like an email might be faster if you're like on the computer all day. You put your email in. If it works, it'll say, great, you can, you know, get a reservation. It'll tell you all the times. Some some of the times where it was like a 3 p.m. and I'm like, oh, I don't want that. I want that for dinner, um, whatever it could be. And then if it doesn't get it, you'll see like a little lady in the tramp thing that says like, oh, no, this reservation's on pause or some pun like that. Um, so that's really awesome. I was able to get a Lamplight Lounge reservation for six people, five people? five people um, at 7 p.m. Now, the crazy part is I wasn't even thinking that World of Color was at nine o'clock. They tell you to enter the virtual queue on your Disneyland app. So if you're wanting to watch World of Color, you'll enter the virtual queue. Now, I tried to enter the virtual queue and there wasn't any available. So I was like, okay, whatever, we'll just stand in the back. It'll still be fine. Um, but we went and you know, you get to go downstairs and sit by the pier, which is so pretty. 
And I'm like, wait, if our reservation is at seven and World of Color is at nine, we're going to be like very close to time to watching that. So we were able to sit and eat at Lamplight Lounge and watch the World of Color. And it was awesome. It was by the water. It was so cool. We had the best server ever. The food was amazing. I would recommend it 10 out of 10. Just the ambiance alone. It's themed like Pixar. I'm going to do a whole episode on Lamplight Lounge and all of that stuff. Um, the only thing that I will tell you, and I will probably say this again in a future episode, is though it was worth it to eat dinner, I think we actually at that point we were eating dessert while watching Worlds of Color, they didn't pipe in the music. So if you've never seen World of Color, I will tell you... I mean, for us, it was worth it because it was really cool. It wasn't 10 out of 10 magical, though. So I'm going to save more of that for later, but I just wanted to side tangent on reservations and all of that. If you know what dinner you're wanting to go to when you're there, if you're planning your trip a couple months from now, try to get those reservations so that you know. Okay, so back to what we were doing. Um, so we knew we had a certain amount of time by the time we got off um, in Credit Coaster and by the time we were going to have dinner at Lamplight Lounge. So we were trying to be really strategic and the wait times were very long. I mean, we were looking at a 240 minute wait for Radiator Springs Racers. I believe it was an hour and a half wait for um, Mission Breakout, an hour for um, Soarin' Over California. So that seems really daunting. And if you've never been like you just have to be really strategic. So one thing that we did was we did a single rider at Radiator Springs. And one thing you have to know is that ride breaks down more than any ride. I believe it's going under for refurbishment because it just really needs to. Um, so we waited in line for, I would say maybe like 30 minutes or so. Um, and it did break down when we were in the ride and then it did break down when we were on the ride. Unfortunately, so here's the thing. You have to weigh out pros and cons with single rider. For me, I wish I would have been with my friends on on the ride because, well, one, it broke down when we were on it and I was sitting next to two random girls and I didn't have my phone because my phone was in the backpack with Arturo and we waited for, gosh, I would say 30 minutes just sitting in the car. I wasn't even in the ride. I was towards the end of it and it really sucks because I've always wanted to see a ride with the lights on and I was already towards the outside like about ready to get off. Everyone else was inside. They got to like walk through. I was so jealous. I've literally always wanted to do that. Um, but I really wish I would have been with my friends. But you know, when you weigh out the pros and cons, it's like, well, do you want to go on the ride at all? Or do you want to have to wait 240 minutes? So I think single rider was a really great choice for us. Um, you just kind of have to, again, figure out what's more worth it. Um, you can also pay for an individual lightning lanes for radiator springs. That is, again, subject to change when it comes to how much that is going to cost. Um, I can look right now. Well, okay, so it's closed right now, um, so I can't see, but usually I believe the individual lightning lane is like 15, um, and it can change. So that also is worth it. To be honest, like I've talked about before, I think paying a little bit of extra money to be able to go on a ride is much more worth it because you're already paying so much to just be in the park alone, and Radiator Springs Racers is the best ride of all time. <laughs> Not really, but it's such a fun ride and I love it. Um, so after we single ridered that, I mean, I had to wait outside for them for forever because um, I did not have my phone and I thought I was lost in Disneyland and I would have to go to Lost and Found and say I lost my parents. Um, but I found everybody, guys. I did what everyone says to do and I went to the exit and I just stood there and waited. Um, so then 
I knew I really, really wanted to go on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's my favorite ride. And I wanted to go on it multiple times, but that just wasn't in the cards for us. Um, so we stood in line for that. They didn't have any lightning lanes available for that. Um, so we stood and I will say I really like the queue for that one because you're outside for a little bit, but then the inside is a really cool queue. Then you have your pre-show. So I feel like it it feels like less time and then you're able to go into like that the room. I wanted to see the boiler room because that's how it was for um uh, Hollywood Tower Hotel but you know like the extra basement room or the whatever it was um, so I feel like that queue is a lot more interesting I mean more than a lot of other rides same with Rise of the Resistance I feel like they make it more entertaining than like a freaking Peter Pan queue where you're just like standing outside in the heat um, so with that, we stood in line and I would have loved to be able to go on it again, but because they had no lightning lanes, we weren't able to stand in line and they have no single rider. I will say if you're wanting to do, um, a ride like that twice and you're only going for a day, I think the only way to really accomplish that is, is, is if you can get a lightning lanes and you can stand in line, because again, as a reminder, you can only get one lightning lane per ride per day. Um, so that was kind of unfortunate, but it was still super fun. Um, we actually didn't do anything else. So sorry. That was my dog. Um, we actually didn't do anything else in Avengers, Avengers campus. I really don't like web slingers. Like I think they could have done a way better job just to be really honest. I'm not a huge fan of like 3d screen rides. I feel like it's kind of cheap. I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a bummer, but I really do think that plus I know it's going down for refurbishment. Um, but with that, that's all we did in, in Avengers campus. Um, so then at that point, I believe that it was almost time for dinner. So we went on over to Lamplight Lounge. We had dinner. We watched World of Color. It was awesome. And then I knew I wanted to do Soaring Over California. Um, oh, and then also we did um, Grizzly River Run. Our friend convinced us. And I was not trying to get wet for all of my long-haired girls out there who, like, wear makeup. Like, it's not going to be a fun experience. And it was cold and our coats were over in Disneyland. Um, so we did do it. I was able to borrow like everyone's jacket and I covered myself up completely, completely from like head to toe. Um, and then we were in the raft with a little kid and he went, your seat is the one that gets the most wet. And he was talking to me and all the, the guys laughed like it was funny. I'm like, you guys can get wet and it doesn't even matter. Like you don't understand. <laughs> so anyway, got wrangled into doing it, but it was actually really fun. You know, you make really funny memories. Then we did Soarin' Over California. And at that point, we knew that that was going to be the last ride. And we wanted to go to... Um, over to Disneyland so we were able to reserve our Disney or our lightning lanes for Disneyland so it's all just about strategy and figuring out which ones you want to do and again you know if if you're wanting to do a ride twice or you're wanting to do things it really is just priority for you one thing I will say that it was really helpful for me is if you're wanting to get any type of merch, um, we always like to try to get, I try to get a pin and a mug or at least something for, you know, my mom or something um, when I leave. Some of my favorite stores in the park are in California Adventure and that is on the way out. So it's on the main strip. You can always look at these on your Disneyland app even right now, but um, the, the, 
shops I really like. It's the Kingswell Camera Shop and Julius Katz, but it's like the ones that are all connected next to each other. And those they're right next to the lockers and the bathrooms as you're heading out. So we stopped there on the way out. And it's nice too, because like the rides are going to shut down at a certain time, but people are being filed out of the parks and the stores are staying open. So um, we stopped there just for, I would say, maybe 20 minutes, grabbed a couple things, and then we went right back over to Disneyland, and we had a locker there, so we were able to put our merch in there as well, so that was really nice. Um, and then we ended the night in Disneyland, and like I had mentioned previously, you, like, you're like you able to do whatever rides maybe you missed out on or do them again, so I know we did Splash Mountain again. Um, I believe we did um, haunted mansion and we were just able to walk around and of course this is dependent on if there are fireworks or not I would have rather seen fireworks over world of color not that I don't love world of color um, but I would have loved to be able to try to do both or whatever that looks like but there were no fireworks that night so um, we were able to just take our time and it was super nice to just go back to the park you know we were able to grab our coats and just like have fun and have no pressure on it um, so yeah I think that was really great and my last tip would be um, trying not to get into that giant line um, of people filing out of the park you know I think you can get really stuck in it but I think it's really really fun to be able to wait till the very end as people are going out, hang out by the castle, go see this, the statues by the castle, maybe just even sit down, you know, it's like really nice to just look at everything as the park is closing, as there's not as many people and it's nighttime and the lights are out, especially during the holidays. Um, and we were kind of just going through the shop. So we waited until pretty much like everybody was out of the park and we went through the shops and we looked in the ones that we don't normally look in, like the collectibles ones. Um, towards the front of Main Street, all of those things. And that was really great. So yeah, that is one full day in Disney. Again, it's going to look different for everybody based off of what your priorities are. But to just uh, summarize everything, doing things based off of priority, writing things down and prepping is what is going to be the best for you. Um, and then also making sure you have time to enjoy yourself, you know, living in the moment and not just being like, okay, what rides next? What rides next? You know, let's be on our phones. Let's figure this out. But yeah, take your time. If if part of what you want to do is walk through the main street shops or um, sit and people watch for a while, put that in what you're wanting to do and get the most out of your money. So I hope this episode helped you. And if you are planning to do Disneyland and California Adventure in a day, let me know um, or, you know, review below and let me know how these tips helped you or uh, DM me on Instagram because I love to hear it. And also let me know if there are any episodes you would like me to cover. You know, you can follow me at the Proud Disney Adult on uh, TikTok and the Proud Disney Adult podcast on Instagram. And as always, make sure to work hard, find the magic and remember to be a kid again. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday.